guys, welcome back to another episode of Midnight Muse. Today I'm joined by Michaela Farr, and she and I met at a photo shoot for a bridal boutique in Colorado years ago, and we just kind of stayed insta-friends for quite a while, <laughs> and she's currently in Florida. Her boyfriend is an NFL player for the Dolphins, shout out Dolphins, and... <laughs> yes she is also an esthetician and so just that was a quick little plug for her but yeah thank you for joining us today Michaela yeah thanks for having me so do you want to start off with just telling us a little about you and your background and what you're up to now yeah so I grew up um just outside of Fort Collins Colorado I actually grew up on a farm which is really funny because like how I dress, how I act, like reflects nothing of like the country lifestyle. <laughs> and I went to Windsor for my entire school career. Where I grew up was actually called Vanilla Valley. So I think, yep. <laughs> like, you know, anytime you say Windsor, like, oh, Vanilla Valley. And honestly, that's how it was. I grew up in a pretty sheltered, I'll say that like, very honest and openly because there was no diversity nothing bad ever happened in Windsor honestly nothing ever bad really happened in Fort Collins I didn't even know the world was a scary place probably (laughs) until I left for college I actually wanted to go to University of Alabama really bad which that was like so out of my comfort zone but I just wanted to get out of Colorado ended up not going there I went to the University of Nebraska for a semester joined a sorority again I was surrounded with all white people (laughs) um and then I moved back I dropped out of Nebraska didn't know what I wanted to do so I actually moved to Wyoming for a summer because I thought I was going to go to college there and that's where I just like it's so weird because it's Wyoming but that's like where I just met all new people like my life became totally different than what it used to be and I became a way better person a way more understanding person and way more open-minded person but yeah and I and then I dropped out of college completely I got my aesthetics license um at a school in Denver and then I just kind of bounced around doing like waxing and I worked at a salon in Denver for a while and then after like a year and a half of Ryan and I being together doing long distance I finally moved um with him and now we're in the NFL life together <laughs> yeah that's so fun I love your you don't post often but your game day pics I'm always like so cute (laughs) it's so funny because I really I want to be like the girl who like whose Instagram looks so good but (laughs) I'm not that but I do love the game day pics I'm not gonna lie I'm like who can take a picture for me because I always go to the games by myself oh really yeah do they set up little like seats for you or Yeah, so they have like a home section, but it's kind of weird because people can still buy tickets in that section. So I remember like one game in specific, there were like Jets fans sitting in front of us Uh and they were like bashing the Dolphins the whole time. And like all the girlfriends and wives are just sitting there like, oh my God, do we say something? Do we just let it go? And then this other woman got up and she's like, do you know where you are? You were in the Dolphins section. (laughs) and but yeah no it's a lot of fun though it is that's so awesome so jumping back to your background what did your education look like growing up in Colorado 
Okay, so I think this is really interesting because I have seen this a lot on social media about talking about the pledge. Mm -hmm. And I had never really thought anything of the pledge. But, you know, all these people are posting. I'm like, oh, my God, we literally did. We did the pledge every single morning up until we got to high school. Um, We didn't do it after that. I will say in Windsor, and it may have changed since I went there. So I just want to throw that out there. Mm -hmm. But we had all white teachers we honestly had almost all female teachers we had I guess like the only male teachers were PE teachers and then up until yeah even in high school I think all of our teachers were white which Mm -hmm. is crazy and my mom actually teaches out of school in Loveland and I've been yeah and I was thinking about that the other day too that literally all of their teachers are white except for maybe like a couple here and there but yeah so it's I mean I think people think Colorado so progressive yeah it's really not and (laughs) I think people need to be way more aware of that but I mean as far as what we learned about what was talked about none of I hate to say that it didn't racism didn't exist in our world but none of us were aware of anything happening outside of Windsor and for sure maybe other people don't feel like that but that's how I feel you know like, like I said, nothing <laughs> bad ever happened. You were confined to the walls of Windsor. Yeah. And you didn't really go outside. You went to Fort Collins and that was about it. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't even, you didn't go to Greeley, you know, which I mean, it's hard because there's not a lot to do around there, but I also feel like certain areas around Colorado yeah. have been stereotyped. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when you grow up in an area, you're like, oh, well, they, I've always heard I can't go to this area. I can't go to this area. So it's just, okay. I wasn't, I hate to say close-minded growing up, but I was definitely just more confined to my world than what was going on outside. And I never really noticed things I noticed now with having, you know, all white teachers and our student body. We had a small school, but I mean, pretty much all white kids, hence mm-hmm. the name Vanilla Valley. Yeah, and I really, I, I think Windsor has gotten a little better and a little more diverse now that it's grown. But at the same time, too, like, you still do have those original Windsor people there. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to really change an area when you have all those original people there. Right. If that makes sense. Right, right. You know? Yeah. I was <laughs> I was really happy to get out of that area. I will say that. How has Florida been? Is it more diverse or it's such a weird state. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> um yeah, it so I think we're really close to Cuba. Okay. Right? I think. So, yeah. Um so I would say we have a lot of there's a lot of Cuban people here. It's so interesting to me because restaurants, you know, back home, it's pretty American food. But here, you get everything. You can get Caribbean food. You can get Jamaican food, Cuban food. Like, there's everything. And I think that's cool because I'm a really big foodie. And I love trying different cultures' foods. When we went to Bali a couple months ago... We were so excited to get to try all the different food there, and we didn't try any of it because they would only give us noodles and fried rice. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, we didn't get to try anything. But yeah, it's so much more diverse here, and I will say I like it for that fact because I don't feel like I'm in like a, you know, a bubble anymore. Mm -hmm. But I will say it's the people here are not as nice as the people in Midwest. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, but that makes sense. 
besides that, I mean, it is nice because you do get all walks of life and all different money. People are, they have a ton of money out here or people have nothing. And Mm -hmm. that's really interesting because you can drive into a super nice neighborhood and then you look across the street and the houses are like really run down. We live in a brand, yeah, we live in a new build. Our townhome was built like a year ago and there's a lot of older apartments in here. And I think they're trying to build a bunch of houses kind of back in the cut of where we live. You know, when they do, you know, they gentrify the area. Right, right, right. Push everyone out because no one can afford it anymore. Yeah. So it's been very different living in Florida, but it's, the weather's great. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. I see you lay out a lot. That's like, yes, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, people are like, what do you do? Like, oh, I can. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, growing up in school, saying the pledge every day, and then you go to dating an NFL player where they're peacefully protesting during the national anthem. So mm-hmm. do you want to speak a little to that? Yeah. So when the whole Colin Kaepernick thing happened, I straight up had a hard time understanding it until I heard servicemen talking about how they fought for the right to, for people to be able to do that. And that to me was kind of like, if they're okay with it, why, why would I not be okay with it? You know? Mm -hmm. So in the, you know, I, I never saw anything wrong with standing for the pledge when we were younger, but I think a lot of that relates back to that's just what we were told to do. Mm -hmm. I think kids nowadays are becoming a little more aware and even their parents are becoming a little more aware that it's okay if your kid has a voice and your kid shouldn't have to ask you to do everything, you know, like we're so used to following, you know, we're all a little herd. We're so used to following. (laughs) Can you imagine if when we were younger, if someone didn't stand up for the pledge, they Mm -hmm. honestly probably would have been sent to the principal's office. Yeah. But I feel like what people are starting to realize now with younger kids is that's their choice. You know, we're all about choices. If someone doesn't want to stand, as long as it's not hurting anyone else, right? Like, you know, if parents don't feel it's okay that the pledge is still happening, you know, they should be able to come to the school and be like, hey, I'm uncomfortable with this. My child will not be participating. Mm-hmm. And that should be that you know? Mm-hmm. And I think kids, though, they need to be aware of why they're doing stuff. Right. You can't just, you know, say, oh, well, we're going to do this, or we're not going to do this, you know, because never once was I explained why we stood for the pledge, you know? No, they're just it's like, just, stand. they're like, all right, announcements are on. Let's go hand over heart. <laughs> and, you know, okay, I will say at the football games, when they bring the flag out, you know, and the emotion behind the song for me I lost a friend a couple years ago and he was working towards being a state trooper and he died in a freak accident on the job so to me that does mean a lot you know because that represents him in my mind and any other like family members or friends that I have lost that served but instead of seeing it as like, we all have to stand and unite for this. I think this football season, there'll be a lot of kneeling. I'm not sure if people will stand. But to me, I see that now as that's what we're unified in rather than all standing for a pledge and like blindly saying it. We all are now so aware of what we're doing when it comes to that, Mm -hmm. that hopefully, you know, 
schools will start recognizing that and be like, okay, <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe we need to do more things that are like optional for the kids rather than make them all do something just just because we think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You know? And like yeah. Texas, they stand for their Texas anthem. Oh. Yeah. So they say the pledge and then like Texas anthem. And I think that's crazy too. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. So how did you and Ryan meet? <laughs> we met on Instagram. What? <laughs> I I um <laughs> Okay, that's I just got, not that weird. No, it's not. But I, So I had just got back from Mexico like the day before and I went out with my friend in Denver and it was funny because I like never got in Denver but Ryan and I had been following each other on Instagram for a couple months and we were at dinner and you know, we're drinking and stuff. Oh and no. Like, yeah, he posted that he was in Denver and I was like, I gotta know why he's in Denver. So I just replied and I'm like, what are you doing in Denver? And then, you know, we started messaging and then it's honestly, I think it's hilarious because he didn't text me until probably midnight or a little later. So, you know, at that point, I'm like, we're out, we're out at the bar. And he texts me and he's like, hey, it's Ryan. And I was like, I think you have the wrong number. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I had, I got just, you know, I was a little too drunk that I forgot I had given him my number. Yeah. And then we started texting and we had FaceTime all the time. And then like, Three months into it, I was just like, hey, I really would like to meet you. Because he was only in Denver for, like, another day at that point. Um, and then he had to go. Or- no, they were in the <clears throat> off season, But he was with the Patriots that year, so they had gone to the Super Bowl. So they're... That's casual. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so they <clears throat> had a longer season. So he was back for, like, a couple days. And then he left a day or two after we started texting. We go back to Boston. And then... We were texting, FaceTiming, and I was just like, hey, I like you, but I don't want to waste any more time, like, talking to you on the phone if we don't get along in person, you know? And so he was basically just, do you want to come to Boston? And I was like, okay, yeah. And (laughs) I flew out to Boston for, like, three or four days. And, yeah, that was back in May of 2018. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And then we just, we did long distance for a while, for a long time. (laughs) And now here we are with a dog. Such a cutie. (laughs) (laughs) Little Luna. Yeah, she's like, (laughs) she's looking around. (laughs) So, is this your first interracial relationship? Yeah, I would say, like, boyfriend and girlfriend, it is. I've had things every now and then, you know, Mm -hmm. but... This is definitely my first. With anyone in the past, like, little flings and stuff, like, we didn't really go and do stuff too much. With Ryan, obviously, we do everything together. We go on trips all the time. And that's definitely been interesting. I will say that I haven't really ever noticed people looking down at us, being together, or anything like that. We were in Glenwood. Yeah, in Colorado, Glenwood Springs. And this girl took us back to the booth and she kind of stopped and she was like um can I just tell you guys something and we kind of looked at each other and she's like you're a gorgeous couple <laughs> so we have had people say that which what a compliment you know makes yeah, my head yeah. All big. and then we have had people stop we did have one person stop and tell us that we compliment each other nicely mm. I don't really know weird. what that it was yeah. a very I I was kind of uncomfortable with it 
Like, what does that even mean? (laughs) Right. Like, we were walking in downtown Denver to go get sushi for my birthday a couple years in 2018. And, yeah, this girl, like, stopped us and was like, I just want to let you know, like, you guys compliment each other very well. And I think she was trying to be nice, but I thought it was a really weird comment to make. Yeah. You know, with my family, like, I don't even think I told them he was black. It... You know, like, it never really crossed my mind to even tell them. Yeah. And then, you know, I obviously showed my mom pictures, and she's like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, with this kind of being your first, like, serious interracial relationship, and obviously everything going on is Mm kind of crazy right now, so how has that all impacted your perspective? I think I've been brought to light a lot of people who have very different opinions in me I scroll through Facebook and I'm like oh you know yeah you're so much more aware of who you involve in your life Mm -hmm. because at this point people's opinions don't just affect me they affect him so I would never put him in a situation or really anyone you know friend anything in a situation where I knew that another person we were with had those thoughts so I would definitely say and luckily I've been I cut out a lot of people in my life when I moved and just you know really good self-reflecting and stuff but I've definitely been more aware of what people are posting and what they're saying and what their thoughts are because if you can openly say something like that online and I know there's internet warriors I know keyboard warriors but Regardless, even if you don't say something to someone, if you're around someone, you're thinking, you know, negative thoughts. To me, that's not okay. That that's just as bad as if you were to like say them out loud. So I will say be more aware of what people are saying, even more kind of how people are acting. I, I am a big shopper. And I love. <laughs> I think and I saw he got you a palette, like a makeup palette once or something. Yes. You were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a Kylie Jenner Valentine's Day palette, and it was sold out. And I thought I was never gonna see it. Oh, he's so good. He he went to Sephora for Christmas. Oh, um, walked in and goes, I need to get my girlfriend something. Here's her Instagram. Um, just, just tell me what what would work. <laughs> oh the fact he went for it for you that's good for him oh yes he loves me very much <laughs> very much <laughs> uh yeah no he he's great he's a very good boyfriend he's upstairs doing his meetings right now oh <laughs> so he can't hear anything i'm saying <laughs> so do you and ryan talk about what differences you two might have had growing up and those experiences yeah we grew up very very differently he grew up in an nfl family and i grew up on a farm and like my family didn't have a lot of money mm-hmm. um so but i will say like, his parents did such a good job of raising him because sometimes i meet kids who come from money and i'm just like oh my gosh have you ever worked a day in your life do you know anything about being grateful you know and if anything he's more grateful for things than like <laughs> I <laughs> um, so, but I also think too coming from such different backgrounds is what works so well for us you know because I grew up you know where we didn't really play sports growing up so we were or not until well 
up until we got to high school had a lot of chores and stuff whereas he you know when you're playing sports all the time you don't have time for that so it's kind of funny because i you know i've had to show him how to do stuff like living here because (laughs) (laughs) we do split cleaning and like dishes and stuff and he does the dishes and i do the laundry oh yeah that that was our agreement but besides those things i wouldn't say we had huge differences our friends are similar the friends that i've met of his are similar to the friends that i had growing up but it is interesting and i have pointed this out to him that all of his friends back home are white really yeah so where he grew up was very similar to windsor okay what city Um, what area was he sammamish washington i have never heard of that (laughs) yeah i had never heard of it either it's (laughs) so it's beautiful though oh my god it's so pretty but it's a wealthier area. Okay. And he was telling me that when he wanted to go to Utah, ended up not, and he went to Pitt, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And he was just, yeah, it was totally, it was so different for me. And so it was almost interesting because I feel like we both had that same point in our lives where we were exposed to something completely out of the ordinary. And that really shifted us as people you know, and I had to talk to him about this the other day about like, micro aggressive racism, you know, yeah, yeah. I hear people say this to him that like, he doesn't talk black. Mm. And I told him I was, that's not okay for people to say and he's like, I know, like, you know, people used to tell me that and back in high school. So like last week we did we had um when he wrote out his Facebook post about his experience and stuff, we did have a really big talk. And it was then that I definitely saw some more differences yeah. from us growing up. But I think it would be a lot different if he grew up in a different area. But because mm-hmm. we grew up in similar areas, we, you know, it was the same type of people that, you know, you dealt with at both schools. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, same teachers and adults. Yeah. In that aspect, I would say. Obviously, I, he's dealt with things I've never had to deal with. But yeah. You know, we did grow up in really similar areas. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really interesting. And I saw your story post, basically, I think it was a repost of someone's story, kind of mm-hmm. saying how we can't love Black men and want to raise families with them and then fall silent when they need us most. And do you want to speak a little bit to that? I know you've been yeah. very active on social and speaking out all about this movement. Yeah, I think people are very aware that white women fetish black men or really any you know it's like this fetish and i don't get it so to me it's when you choose to date someone or be with someone you take on their struggle Mm -hmm. and these you know women who they're like oh i want i want a black boyfriend i want black husband i want mixed babies (laughs) you you can have all that but um why are you having that are, yeah. are you, you know, like I said, any battle that's his is mine. So mm-hmm. if someone's speaking ill about him, they're speaking ill about me. Yeah. If you're going to be with someone of a different race, even same sex, you have to be ready to defend those people till the end. Because if I knew someone who was supposed to be like my person was not in my corner, that would destroy me. You know, so when you get into these relationships where there's a little more talk or thoughts more so than other, like a white on white relationship, you do have to be aware that 
when the time comes, because there will be a time where someone says something negatively about you or someone says something negatively about your boyfriend, your husband, your girlfriend, whatever, that you have to be that person for them because those people are so close-minded that they don't want to hear what someone else has to say, that someone they're attacking has to say. But if you step in, we you just have to be that person. And same with like having kids. If Ryan's mom told me a story one time about how they went to the Dominican Republic when he was younger and they were coming back and they didn't believe her that he was her child. Um, they thought, yeah, they thought she was like trying to steal him from the Dominican. <laughs> yeah. And so you have to be able to go up to bat for your kids, call out those people. And I will say like, that's one thing I've, I'm good at. I'm very good at calling people out <laughs> if they deserve it. Um, and, you know, he had some pretty rude messages, yeah. non-rude um, messages the other day that were sent to him. And I, I did feel like it was my place to message those Instagram pages and call them out and do what I needed to do to get them taken off of certain sites just to make people aware that these people are who are supposed to be rooting for them, you know, making money off them. They're not backing them. So it's like, if you guys can't do it, it falls on you. And that's a responsibility you should take without even having to think about it. Right. When entering a relationship, you know? Yeah. I definitely Uh, saw you post the kind of going to bat for him with those rude things people are saying to him. Not rude, beyond rude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Completely racist. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I feel like I was so unaware that someone in kind of a, what society would think a more prestigious job kind of, Mm -hmm. I think of professional athletes as basically being untouchable, but to still have people sliding in inappropriately to those dms and just i was so unaware yeah and i think that's what because here here's the thing to me if you're like putting money towards something wouldn't you support all aspects of what you're putting your money towards so these guys are literally profiting off of being a fan page but yet you're saying racist things about members of the team that without them, there would not be a team. And with no team, there would not be a fan page. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> what are you doing, you know? And yeah, I saw this, I saw this video and I had seen it like, like a couple years ago, maybe. Um, but it like resurfaced. And I think he was a former NFL player, but he was in a Target parking lot. These cops had come up to him and literally he was just standing there like, I, I watch these videos like a million times. I'm like, I want to, I'm trying to see like just the slightest, you know, mm-hmm. never, never see anything, you know? And he was just standing there. He's like, I'm not resisting. Like I'm standing here. And these cops push him up against the back of the truck. And you, when you watch those videos, you watch with such disgust. And it makes me so mad because I'm like, if I would have been there, if I would have been there, you know? And he reposted the video talking about how these cops had no clue that he was an NFL player or a former NFL player. Yeah. And when they found out he was, all charges were dropped. Everything Whoa. Was, yeah. Everything was fine. And it's so why now that you find out that he's in a position of power that suddenly, oh, we have, we have respect, respect, you know, if you, to me, 
regardless of the sport, regardless of what it is, you have to support those guys on and off the field. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't cheer for them on the field and then boo them off the field just because they don't have a uniform on, you know, just because they're not scoring touchdowns or anything like that. And that, to me, it makes me so mad. It really does. It's just infuriating yeah. because yeah. such a large fan like fan group of I feel like sports are conservative people Mm. and I mean you can be conservative and not be racist yeah absolutely but you know I feel like in the south especially like football is so huge and the southern states are definitely known for being more racist I think by well I did just see that the that NASCAR is taking down all confederate flags yeah I know that's such a small step but that's huge. Yeah. Because NASCAR is <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> My family's a little redneck. <laughs> you know, down the line. <laughs> so, so like NASCAR fans like stems from the South. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if NASCAR can be like, nope, this is racist, Confederate flags are not a thing, absolutely not, then I think every single sport and the NFL did you know come out and say yes we recognize but right I saw this thing saying do you think the NFL should apologize to Colin Kaepernick absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely they should apologize you need to apologize to every single individual it doesn't matter if it's five people or if it's a thousand people you have to reach out and rebuild those bonds and bridges because here's the thing even if he doesn't come back to the league they can have him standing by them and being like this is what we need to do to better the NFL you know, to benefit any sports team. It, it's so deep. It really is. <laughs> it's kind of like, if they talk about that much in the football community, or is it just kind of hush, like, hush up? Um, honestly, I'm really not sure. Yeah. I, I will say that the head Dolphin, or the Dolphins head coach, has been very active about speaking on what's going on. But he's one of, I... As far as I know, there's two black coaches, head coaches in the NFL, and he's one what? of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Him and then the Steelers head coach. Okay. Is it the Steelers? No, it might not be the Steelers. Someone will Google it. Someone but, will know. Yeah. Someone, someone will know. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So they've honestly, they've been supportive. And I saw that the Broncos went out and did a march. Though I will say, I think who they ended up doing the march with, I have seen a lot of backlash on that group. Oof. We are one. Mm. It's like a Denver group. Um, but mm. they, they really work with the mayor and the police. So that I think they might have done the march with them. But that, you know, that's not their fault. Yeah. Yeah. With that. But yeah, I feel like for the most part... I mean, at this point, what what are people, people are literally being fired for racist things. Can you imagine someone getting mad at someone for going out and protesting for like the greater change, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've definitely emailed a couple um, companies. Get it, girl. I saw you call out a swimsuit company that all of a sudden was doing tokenism. I'm like, yep, get them, girl. Yeah, I saw it on... Um, Twitter, and I was like, wait, I, f- I know what swimsuit brand this is. And I- so I went back and I'm scrolling on their Instagram, and I'm like, what? The- this is real. There's literally not, it was all 
just white girls. And I've, well, the thing too is I, I love body positivity. I think mm-hmm. like that's great. And you start to notice too, when you start to look for these things on swimsuit companies, you're like, oh, well, not only are they not including this, but they're not including this and stuff. But yeah, I did call him out because <laughs> I was tired of them i felt like they were profiting off Mm. of a movement yeah by using that girl's picture and i wasn't comfortable with that so instead of just sitting here and being uncomfortable i needed to let everyone know yeah i was uncomfortable no i know i appreciate that i didn't (laughs) think that was the first time i actually saw and understood tokenism so that was Mm -hmm. a super learning experience for me yeah i I don't know, just looking at the feed, I was like, Michaela is right. This is a marketing ploy. This is not good. They've not addressed anything. They're just all of a sudden posting this girl's photo. Terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. And then I started looking at um, other profiles and stuff, and I'm like, <sighs> so. And then I saw anthropology. Yeah, the code oh, word. Oh my, the code word. Are you. So background, guys. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Do you want to enlighten us? <laughs> yes. Um, so former anthropology employees are coming forward saying that if a person of color entered their stores, that they would have a nickname or a code word for them, and an employee would go follow this person around to ensure they're not stealing which is funny because I know a lot of shoplifters back in the day (laughs) and I can tell you they were not being followed around (sighs) yeah I saw anthropology and there was a list of stores that had similar things what is the what's the one like teen store that it's, like, only for really, really tiny girls. Uh, brand oh, new belt, though. yeah. There was, like, a lot of stuff coming out about them being very, with hiring and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That, you know, you fit a certain image. Their clothes Sorry. are so tiny as well. Girl, being six foot, <laughs> <laughs> nothing ever fits me. And when I hear about these clothing brands that are for like these you know skinny girls I'm like oh well let me look at it because it might fit my upper upper portion yeah and then I'm like this is for 12 years old (laughs) but I was talking to Ryan actually yesterday and I told him I feel like one of the easiest things we could do is just shift on who we shop at or where we shop for sure that is such an easy shift you you just got to change the website name but no like we're we're huge candle users and i had seen someone post like a candle company mm-hmm. those black owned and i told ryan we spend you know bathroom bathroom body works yeah they have their sales and stuff on average their candles are like what 25 dollars yeah so i found this other company way and left on theirs and their candles are literally exact price match they're the taller ones but nonetheless you know it's just you you have to be more conscious of where you're putting your money towards and i saw that at&t's ceo or whatever yeah 
donated to Trump. So now obviously yeah. I have to go switch my cell service. My cell That's provider. a pain in the butt. <laughs> I know. I, I need, well, I, I was going to get a new number anyways. And then I saw that and I was like, okay, I oh guess I goodness. can switch it. I saw even Lowe's versus Home Depot. And so I texted oh, my yeah. family and I was like, we need to start shopping at Lowe's. And they were like, okay, so, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think, I think it's just being aware too of where we're putting our money towards yeah. because, you know, we don't really think, <clears throat> oh, I'm buying Taco Bell for instance, you know, you know how many kids go to Taco Bell? So many. And they're not thinking, oh, here, I'm putting this money into the pockets of a Trump yes, supporter. Yes. You know, that's where we definitely have to be more conscious. For sure. Nowhere. So have you guys had any challenges revolving around being in an interracial relationship, even recently or anything with everything going on? Oh, actually, yeah. (laughs) I got some really nasty messages on Instagram. Someone called me a gold digger and then went, yeah. And then someone messaged me and they were like, how about instead of extorting black men, you... And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I told Ryan, I was like, first off, they didn't use the word extort, right? That's (laughs) has to be like, you know, just blindly stealing. (laughs) And I actually messaged them back and I said, hey, what's your phone number? Let's FaceTime. I'd love to talk. (laughs) And did they uh no they didn't reply to me <laughs> oh my god um yeah and it was a bot it was like a not like a bot account but Fake, i think it was yeah yeah but yeah so i just replied and i was if you think this let's talk why do you think this mm-hmm. um but here's the thing people aren't thinking the things they're saying they're just saying them they're trying anything and everything to get under people's skin but I will say he definitely fuels the fire, our relationship, into all this. Um, because I have noticed, you know, on social media, it's starting to die down. People aren't posting about it as much. Mm-hmm. But posting about it or not, it doesn't, if you aren't, you got to still talk about it at home. You got to talk about it with your family. So if posting was your only way of doing it and things are dying down, just People need to take this time and be like, okay, social media, you know, things go through social media so fast. What can we do? to talk about it and now that it's not on social media as much and so ryan and i we've talked about it so much that's all we talked about the other day i was like okay we just we need to let our minds rest yeah yeah i am friends with so my mom's a teacher and Uh she had this former student whose mom is a cop and i really like her she's you know however (laughs) lately on facebook oh she has been posting stuff and out of respect for my mom I haven't you know commented anything because I haven't felt that her posts were at the point where I needed to comment something but I did text my mom and I was like I am starting to get a little bothered by you know this woman's posts and (sighs) I finally commented no way (laughs) yeah and I like showed Ryan her post and I was I'm pissed it was a picture of a cop of a woman cop I don't even know where and the caption was I guess black lives only matter when they're not wearing blue whoa because I she had been shot or something had happened during the protest and the riots that she had like been shot or injured yeah and she that's what the what it said and I 
was so taken back by that that I felt at that point like I needed to say something and I was and I replied and absolutely people care that cops are being killed but what you're failing to see oh well I told her I was like you're redirecting the narrative because what you're failing to see is what led to these events if we had a president that was for equality and you know really listened to the people would this would any of this have even happened you know and until we're all you need to stop putting this line between people because and i had to say this actually to my mom as well i think people that are having a hard time still understanding is they think people are like picking on individual officers people are only picking on individual officers if they killed someone if they you know if they did disgusting illegal things that any of us would be in trouble for and i did i was like we're not picking you're not picking on every single person that's a cop you're picking on the system as a whole and that's what has to be changed and so i you know and i said that on my comment and she never replied which is fine but it was interesting because two other police officers liked it they didn't reply either they didn't leave any comment but they did like what i said and you know so i hope by that they were agreeing with what i said that yeah you know yeah and it's so frustrating because you know you see the blue lives matter and i did have to comment the other day to someone saying you know she was like oh my husband's a police officer and i don't know who she was she was saying like my husband's a police officer and people are uh, you know so just so terrible to him and yada da 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 and i replied and i was like how nice is it that he gets to take his uniform off at the end of the night and when he goes into public people don't know he's a police yeah so they're only rude to him if they know he's a police however not everyone gets that same, cur- you know, same courtesy right. almost. Right. Where you can't take off the skin you wear. Right. You know, where yeah. you can take off a uniform at the end of the day. It's people just. I totally I guess, yeah, like, I get yeah. I just want to shake everyone. Yeah. Like, why? Like I said to Brian, I was like, we're really arguing if racism exists or not. <laughs> Or if it should still be a thing. And if I had to, if I like just told some random person, hey, I just want to let you know in 2020, we are going to have a, it's going to be basically a war against the government. Yeah. As to say if Black Lives Matter or not. And they would be like, what? You know, like it, it just sounds so crazy, but is what needs to be done. And it should have happened a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Long time ago. At least it's happening now. Yeah, you know? for sure. And I feel like people our age and the generation right below us, like millennials and Gen Z, we're little hell starters. Save the world! <laughs> you, you know, I was talking to Ryan about how I think our parents, and not all parents, but a lot of parents are just so concerned when it comes to their kids and what they're saying online and what they're standing for that when it comes to this some parents are having a hard time with how their kids are using their voices Mm -hmm. and it's not even so much that they disagree with it but they're nervous for their children and i understand that but i at the same time i want to say to these parents do you feel this right now do you feel this fear that you feel for us 
that is how a black parent feels for their child every day. Yeah. You know, how fortunate is my mom, for example, that all she's worried about is what I'm saying to people. Mm -hmm. That people might be mean to me back, you know? Yeah. That's, to me, that's a luxury. (laughs) If people are just going to be mean to me because of what I say, they're not just straight up mean to me because I have how I look or anything. And I also saw this thing, too, on Facebook about how they were saying George Floyd shouldn't have gotten the funeral that he did because, you know, he had things in his past that people don't agree with. But, like, at the same token, if we want to change as a whole, how do we bring up people's past from that far ago to reflect the person they are today? Yeah. You know, and that's what I've seen a lot of people saying, and I've said this too, like, if you don't agree with how I feel on this, we're not friends we're not acquaintances you are not someone I want in my life and you know people are posting it we're allowed to have different opinions well yeah yeah but not about this like, racism is a human issue exactly for sure yeah, the fact that people even think that this is an opinion just goes to show that yeah people need a wake-up call a big old wake-up call yeah and I think I think we're a good generation to do that and push for that. You yeah. Know? And come November, I think things will shift a lot. I pray mm-hmm. that things will shift. Yeah. 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 But, you know, and I have uh, my sister will be 21 in September. So she uh, wasn't old enough to vote in the last election. So oh. even, yeah. So even I texted her and I was like, hey, I just wanted to make sure that you're registered to vote. You know, it's as simple as that. Just people are so scared to talk about politics. But I think people, when they think politics, they think, oh, we have to talk Republican, Democrat, or, you know, Mm -hmm. and honestly, talk could be as simple as, hey, are you registered to vote? Yeah. You know, like, that could be that simple. And the people, you know, that stand and say like, hey, are you registered to vote? I, people need to not give them crap this year because... (laughs) People need to, need to register. You know, I always feel so bad because I'm like, I already registered. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I think that needs to be a huge thing. It's just... Uh... No, yeah. I was never super political, but now lately I've been kind of more interested in researching candidates for multiple mm-hmm. levels. And I was having a conversation with my boyfriend about this because he avoids talking about politics if he can, mainly because of the passion behind it and the the way that it can ruin friendships and relationships yes. for people sometimes. And I think that some people are so turned off by that, they just avoid it at all costs. But it's kind of cool as well to see people our age and even younger be so passionate mm-hmm. about like climate change and racism and just the inner workings of our government and want to actually talk about it and honestly kind of a respectful way, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of all the people I've seen like on social media and stuff that, you know, are kind of commenting, usually the people who are like, really mean, just straight up mean and yeah. stuff, those are like the older generation. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> you know, the younger generation below us uses the fairies. They'll say yeah. something like nice and then they're like, oh, you did it. Never do it again. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> for little savages like 
You tell him, you know? Yes, yes. It's no, I do. I love it. I love the passion that people have for this. And I do feel like this is going to kind of start the domino effect. Yeah. Um, because I've seen a lot about, yeah, indigenous yeah. Um, people being like murdered and just kidnapped as a whole. So I feel like the Black Lives Matter movement is going to like domino effect for all those other things that oh, yeah. need to be taken care of as well. This is just the most or this is just the one thing that people are most aware of mm-hmm. that happens. But yeah, there's so much we don't see. And my sister's one friend, she posted on Facebook about, well, where was all this care when ICE was coming for us? Yeah. And that made me really sad because I think sometimes people think when you're only focusing on one race in particular that you don't care about the other races you know Rome was not built in a day <laughs> you <laughs> know like, a lot of time yeah and if we can get there's been already so many like little changes happening oh yeah that once we you know do what needs to be done and really push for changes we need to be have like I feel like everything else hopefully will start to align with that mm-hmm. and people will become just more aware of what's going on i think people don't watch the news today which at this point honestly it's not a bad thing because we all know what the news is spewing (laughs) (laughs) um but my mom grew up in a really small town in nebraska went to a catholic school of her life and my aunt and i were texting and we're like just just what are some things and we were talking about books for kids in schools that Mm -hmm. you know you go to there's just so many white kids in the books and so my aunt and I were like well let's send the school some books so yes a list of books by so I need to go on that and then I'm gonna I'm gonna see which one she already sent but yeah I was gonna send some to that school so I think like even little things like that you could literally I mean if you had the funds to do it someone could reach out to an inner city school and just be like, hey, what kids need food during the summer? What kids need sponsored during the summer? It could be like that if you if we work within our communities because then that's when you're going to get all different, you know, types of people. And I hate to say this, but like it really does start with us. Right, you know? yeah. So yeah, I think that's a fun one. I get so off track. But I do think I'm the sending the books one is really great. My niece is four and she has even like baby dolls. Mm -hmm. You don't always have to buy a white baby doll. Right, right. And my niece is good. She has all her baby dolls. She loves them all. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So it's like little stuff like that too. Is just think of the toys you're buying your kids. Yeah. The books you're buying your kids. The books you read. But it has really made me want to see, okay, what, what have I not seen that's happening did you see that mom that went to the sleepover? Yes. That is haunting me, to I be can't, honest. Yeah. That's like one thing I really can't stop thinking about. Because, And I told Brian, what if that was some, your mom? Like my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, I would have never taken that answer. But I'm, I have the privilege to not take that answer. Whereas yeah. their family didn't. What, what were they supposed to do? you know and I read that one of the guys at the house was actually a police officer or something like that and he had gone into her files and was fired for it after her case yeah whoa 
And how are you saying that this was an accident when he literally had an officer fired because he went behind, he went over his clearance and looked at her, the police report (sighs) and stuff. And then I saw this morning too, I, I forgot all about this, which is terrible, but there was that boy who got rolled up in the wrestling mat. Do you remember that? Yeah. I don't even know when it happened. It was a couple, maybe four years ago. This boy was at high school and he went missing and they couldn't find him. And it turned out that he had been rolled up in a wrestling mat and suffocated to death. (gasps) And then when they did his autopsy, they obviously, it was someone did it. I've been around wrestling mats before. Like, it's not gonna, you know, that's not an accident. I feel like that could happen without someone else you can't wrap yourself up like (laughs) exactly and they said it was suicide and you know so people yeah and people and then when they did the autopsy the family had wanted another autopsy and when they went in all of his organs had been removed what to this day like nobody knows what happened to them nobody will come forward and say the funeral home said they didn't do anything to them the coroner said the first coroner was no so it's just little things like this that, like, we we hear about once and then we never hear about again. And no one does anything. No. At all. And I had sent a couple emails and I had got, like, an automated message back saying yeah. you know, the mailbox was full or whatever. But good. Keep yeah. sending those emails like, yeah. regardless of if the mailbox is full or not because they're going to still see that heavy traffic's coming in. It's as simple as that. And you know, just even I've shared a couple things on my Facebook of petitions that to reopen certain cases that I had never mm-hmm. heard of, like the mom at the sleepover, you know, and I'll text my family, but like, you have to hear about, you have to hear about this because these are things we're not hearing about that we need to be, and people need to be making a fuss over. So I'm making a fuss. I'm doing, I'm doing what I can. Good, good. You're definitely spreading awareness because you've made me more aware. So, <laughs> um, So what is something positive you're hoping will result from this Black Lives Matter movement? Okay, so I feel like right now, all we see is like the negativity, right? Yeah. But what we're not seeing is how much love and just outpouring support is being put into this, you know? And so I hope by the time this kind of, here's the thing, I hope it never dies down. unless it's solved you know I hope just by the time this is all really pushed through that people really stick with that love for one another and I think people need to start seeing one another as we're all and I I use this word so carefully we like I use the word friends very carefully because I'm so careful of who I call my friend and who I have in my circle and stuff at the end of the day we all have to view each other as friends yeah have to start lifting each other up and so I hope people just take all this and be like look what we can do when we're passionate about something we can make a change and I just hope people keep pushing for things that they don't like if they see something they need to be like nope that's unacceptable Mm -hmm. you know people just need to see from this that it's okay to speak up I just saw this thing that a law was passed in Arizona that you can't record a police officer. Yeah. Um, go to jail. Send me a Venmo. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, 
And so that that's what I hope. If people are like hearing these laws be put into place or certain things that they're like, nope, this isn't okay. Just we got to keep speaking up about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, itself is such a big thing for people because the little differences we're making right now, if we keep up with, you know, if we tell our kids speak up for the things that bother you, you know, then this won't even have to be a worry for future generations. Right. And I hope that I can go into places and see more of a diverse staff. It's just crazy because I feel like if people were aware of what our world could be like if we were all in it for one another and all in it together, oh, our world would be awesome. I can't even picture that. Like, Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was, okay, so I was telling Ryan that I personally would feel more uncomfortable meeting a white man in the alley than anyone else. Mm. And, you know, we talk about last night we were talking and I told him, I was like, I I have thought if someone were even trying to rape me, like, what would I do in that scenario? You know? And he's like, that's crazy that women even have to think about that. And so I really do hope this is a domino effect for everything that needs to be changed. Yeah. I feel like it really can be. But come November, that's really going to, I think, decide how things are going. And, you know, God willing that (laughs) we get a new president. um, I hope all these people who have these really strong ideas about what we could do. Because here's the thing. I can sit here and I can support other people being like, we need to do this, this, and this. And I can call it what I want. But there are people who have such good ideas. Yeah. Um, You know, talking about defunding the police. I hope we just get a president that's willing to listen to what people think would help Mm -hmm. and that they really implement those because, you know, they're defunding schools left and right. Yeah. (laughs) And that's such a hard one for me being a teacher's kid is that I see this and, you know, there's the schools that are getting closed down are areas that need it the most. Yeah. You know, And that's terrible because that right there is setting all those kids up for failure. It's basically telling them that we don't believe that you need a school in your area. So if if they don't deserve schooling, like, why should they think they deserve anything? We're instilling that on children at such a young age. And if they start, you know, if different communities start seeing that money be put back into them and you need one person to believe in you. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think why this movement got so big is because all different types of people rallied behind the black community. And those were those people to say, I am here for you. I believe in you, you know, and that's what you need. You need that one person and it creates such a, you know, yeah, (laughs) such a difference. But yeah, I always say like, I I was talking to Ryan about this the other night too, but like, I really want to be a foster parent one day. And that's how it is. You know, if someone's beaten down and they just feel like they don't deserve love, that's how they're going to be. And they're going to have negative thoughts They're When you put them into the world and the people who are supposed to protect them are against them. Why, you know, like I said, why would they be for themselves? So I think too, getting police officers that are, that know how different communities are, um, know different areas. If a Windsor cop patrolled in Denver, oh my gosh. Like, that just sounds like the worst idea ever, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like all media wants us to see is negativity and hatred. Mm-hmm. But like behind the doors, there's so much motivation and love. Oh, yeah. And we just all, we've got to keep that going. For sure. And I, I do think, you know, that one day, one day, <laughs> we will be able to look back and be like, holy shit, look at what we accomplished in our lifetime. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm hoping so. <laughs> Me too. But at the same token, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to. But also, I think when people are out in public now, yeah. um, they're not going to be afraid to call people out. Oh, Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're going to know that there's probably one other person in that area that if they hear them saying something, that they're going to speak up to. Yeah. You know? So it's yeah. just, yeah. I saw this thing yesterday and it was, or the other day, and it was, what did it say? It was like, it's not a moment. It's mm-hmm. a moment. And so I don't think, they think people, you know, they think about, okay, well, when this is all said and done, but I don't think people are realizing how long that actually will take. Right. Um, and that's where these little things come into play. The books or the toys and changing what people teach in schools. You know, it's it's way more than just right now. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. you have anything else, like any final thoughts or things that you want to share? I just, if people are still having a hard time understanding, I want them to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad. Don't you don't even necessarily have to engage in the conversation. Just listen. You know, yeah. if you don't want to talk to someone, watch a movie. We just watched the Black or what was it called? I really don't know how to say the title cuz it's kind of funky, but it's like Black KKKsman or Black Klansman, oh, I'm not okay. sure. But even like that, that movie was crazy. Like you see so much because it's about the KKK. It's about, it's a real story based in Colorado Springs. Um, what? Yes. About. Is it on Netflix? Netflix? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? And he becomes, or it's on Hulu. Oh, okay. Um, and he becomes, uh, this black guy becomes the first ever black cop in Colorado Springs. And he goes undercover in the KKK. <gasps> what? And this Jewish guy, yeah, like pretends to be him. And it was a comedy, but literally even watching something like that, there's a point in the movie where he's talking to the leader and he's like, well, I can always tell if I'm talking to, I don't even know what they called him. Um, but he, he says he can always know when he's talking to a white person. He's like, and the guy's like, oh, can you please elaborate on that? The guy's like, well, take you for example. And he was like, you pronounce this and then, you know, and it's things like that. You just have to, we have to start also being aware of other people's mindsets yeah and we can't get so quick to be mad we have to you know be willing to have these conversations but I think too we need to accept the people who really are changing for the better Mm -hmm. because I do feel like there's a lot of people that maybe going into this weren't aware as much of what was going on or maybe just kind of we're in the dark about it. Maybe they're yeah. raised in a more closed community. And so when those, when people like that are willing to make those changes and to better themselves, I think that's a big part too where we have to welcome them. And it's personally, as white people, it is our job to educate ourselves. Yeah. Nobody owes us anything. We, 
nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so I just, yeah, educate yourself. I think that was the biggest thing. And awesome. that black lives fucking matter. Yeah. Preach. You know, like, <laughs> like the other day, I literally wanted to go stand outside and just like scream that because I'm just like, yeah, people. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I'll have to have you back on the show for a more lighthearted conversation. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) And two, I feel, um, you know, if people ever want to talk about this, you can always give them my Instagram. Oh, yeah. Plug yourself. Where can we find you? So it's at Michaela underscore far. It's spelled really weird, but... It'll pull up. Yeah, I'll tag. I'll <laughs> okay, tag yeah. So you can talk politics or we can talk beauty, which I... <laughs> or both. Which, or both. If you want to talk politics while we're doing makeup, let's go. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, that, you know, I'm just, I'm here to talk to those people who want to change. For sure. Well, thank you for offering. I'll tag Michaela in the description so you can find her on the interwebs and have a chat with her if you like and thank you for sharing on behalf of you and ryan i super appreciate your openness candidness and just obviously we can get him on this one yeah let's do it (laughs) he'd be down he'd be down (laughs) perfect (laughs) 